slightly look and back. We have and our, like, oh, we yes, have our no, view of the tiny. window too. Wow, we're looking. This is amazing right now. Life is good. Things have gone well. Oh, okay. <laughs> Like S57 over there, just to be like. Right, shut up, guys. We're about yeah, to. You guys are stupid. <laughs> we had them. Uh, Jake and um, Carrie, high? I sent the guys the talking points. Yeah, I just got I it. can send them to you via the your text. It's gonna I, be I kind of saw them. It's gonna be pretty I natural. Yeah. Them. Well, you just use it to try and guide the and conversation. And I try to write some shit out, and I'm like, this is not me. <laughs> <laughs> no, no way. There's gonna be a lot of ums. Yeah. So it took me it took me a lot to be able to get him in here. You know what I had to do? I had to corner him in a parking lot when I was grabbing some hash from him. I was like, are we going to do this podcast or what? And he's like, yeah, man, I'm busy. And I'm like, dude, we're doing this. And he's like, we're doing this. And I was like, all right. So I think it was the Burger King parking lot thing that sealed the deal. I was head down to it Boston. It was Wendy's. He would never be caught at Burger King. On dude. the record, never that be G caught. No, no, I, I actually prefer Burger King over anything. You do, oh, really? Oh. Yeah, just because like they have the Impossible Whopper. Oh, I, I don't eat meat and shit, so. Oh, oh really? Oh, oh. Yeah. Are you gluten free? No, I'm not gluten free. No. Just eight, 18 years, no fish, no gelatin, no fucking meat. How's it been? Has it been so long that you don't know I don't anymore? Care. Dude, the smell of bacon makes me. Oh. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> wow. And it's everywhere. I gotta find my comfort. Isn't it? My comfort. Yeah. Am I right in thinking that? So when I was like 18. I was in a touring band. We were, our show got canceled, so we like found like a little like parking lot to chill in, which was the Walmart. And we got like three <laughs> handles of liquor. Yeah. And it was um, some Everclear, nice. Jim Beam, Wild Turkey, and six of us just drank the whole, all three bottles. Started like ninja chopping through like doors and like we had like beds in our bus that we had. We were like fucking doing so much karate through it all. <laughs> and then we had this little fridge cause we had like a little like kitchen area in it. And I just started pulling out like raw, like marinating chicken and like pork and beef. And I just started eating it. <laughs> Woke up the next morning. I was like puking, shitting blood. Like, so sick. Had to go to the hospital. It was all because of the meat. You I, put it on the meat. Yeah. And so I had this whole thing. Like when I was younger, like if I drank it, like drank liquor and I ate something and I threw that up, I will never touch it again. Funyuns. Never went but, there again. Yeah. No. no uh, yeah, kettle so corn. I had a bad. I love kettle corn. See, I had that experience. Um, yeah, so candy corn for me. That's one of those things. Candy corn's again. disgusting. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank I can't you. stand All right. it. Well, I, can't I, stand I, I love I bottle caps. Oh, bottle plenty caps of haters. Shit. Those things are pretty good. Oh, bottle yeah. caps. You can't wow. find them anymore, so no, you just got to eat can't. a bunch of Tums. Yeah, you do. Oh, God. Just another reason to eat more Tums. Like we needed an excuse for that. I mean, God. Sorry, we Industrial-sized bucket. I just found out about Tums like two years ago. We did. What? What it can do for you? They make a gummy version, and I'm not going to lie. When there's no sweets in the house, I had to look on the back and see how many I could take like in the day or an hour or whatever. And it said six, and I was like... I've already taken like 10, you know? <laughs> Fight as a guy this time. It's yeah. probably okay. I can't do the gummies. I was pushing, but my tolerance built, so the next time I was at 15 and so on and so forth. Now I can eat a whole pack. That's no, the same as... It doesn't even cure uh, the gas just anymore. A, just a big jar of them. <laughs> That's the same as acid, is it not? No, it's... <laughs> I thought you needed two and then four, and then and oh, it was exponential. I don't know what you think about Just that. like Tums. 
But let's get let's get right into it. Blunt's getting I can tell sparked. you everything about that. Mm-hmm. We're here. <laughs> That's why we have you there. Downtown here today. <laughs> Lewiston. Me and Carrie, as usual. Uh, today, we also welcomed on Jake the Heady Yeti. Uh, we're with pleasure to be joined with. Um, what, what was your other alter or your other name? Fat Sweaty Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Fat Sweaty Yeti. Alex, aka Hot and Heady Teddy. Also, uh, Canna Melts. The whole, I mean, he goes by how many, what, you have four names now? Probably even Shreddy more. Teddy. Shreddy Teddy. Shreddy. Oh, yeah, the, 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 the fingerboards. So do us, tell us a little bit who you are, what you do, things like that. You know, for people that might not know, I know we have been familiarized ourselves with you, but not a lot of other people outside of the Instagram community and maybe cannabis community have gotten a chance to know who you are. I mean, chill dude. <laughs> <laughs> Make hash, smoke hash, skateboard, music fingerboarding mm-hmm. going to shows most of the time just chilling at home with my dogs so you have an immersion into uh the cannabis world but there's so much more else going on for you as well oh yeah just uh yeah it's and a you, lifestyle when we were talking not earlier only too, cannabis lifestyle this has been a, not only a cannabis lifestyle not in, and you have a lot of other things that you do but you've been a lot of places also yes. you said that you started you know in florida then it was missouri for a quick well missouri time. i was a little kid yeah i didn't do anything there mm-hmm. so like I went from Florida to Missouri, and we lost a house to a uh, tornado. So oh, we wow. went to Florida again because my dad got a job when I think I was like five or six. And um, we didn't share the blunt with Xavier. Sorry, oh, we got to get the blunt to him. There we go. Up. What are what I, are we I, I saw the. That's why he needs a mic. Yeah. <laughs> No, we like him not talking, dude. We like him not talking. But your dad, so you went back to Florida, and then what, what ended up happening next? Because eventually you ended up digging some roots in, in Colorado for a little bit, correct? Not until I found out, like, really what, like, weed was about. Mm-hmm. And when did that sixth come grade. about? Sixth grade. Oh, wow, sixth grade. <laughs> <laughs> Haven't you been like, hearing any of the backstory? <laughs> I don't think any of them have happened that quick out of no. all the people that we've talked to yet. I think sixth so, grade might be one of the earliest. I'd have to go back and listen. I don't want to say Being a bunch sure. of, like, punk skateboarder kids in Florida, like, we had a friend's dad who would always be smoking. So one day we just took some. Yeah. <laughs> uh, did the old school tech where we, you know, pushed down a soda can, put oh, some yeah. holes. Mm-hmm. Everyone's been there. That's good um, old days. One of my friends growing up, he was from the UK, and he was just like, oh, I always used to see my picture. like, you have to put tobacco with it. So, you know, went, oh, to, love went, it. went to a 7-Eleven, to the ashtrays, because nobody <laughs> had cigarettes then. Put a little bit of tobacco in there, and honestly, I hated it. <laughs> that Absolute, was a absolutely first of a split. hated it. I felt gross. Like, I... Have you ever smoked salvia? No. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Yep. I kind of felt sure like have. that. Everything was like, like weird, like moving slow. Oh like, yeah. It's a pretty terrible experience. But just you know. sixth grade, it was like Mexican brickweed. Like, so you needed something to get through the buzz. Thousands of seeds. And I, just, I wasn't about it. So yeah. like. You guys got the bad brick weed. We didn't have horrible, seeds in ours dude. up here. It wasn't horrible. like that. <laughs> I mean, I'm cl- we were closer to Mexico. Uh huh. But like eighth grade came around like summer going in and uh it's when we found out about crip weed, like what we smoke now. Yeah. Um considered like a premium or a dispensary grade weed. Yeah, that was so like back weed. like when I first started buying weed, it was like you bought a nick, a dime, or a quarter. And when you got a quarter, it was like the half of a fucking <laughs> Ziploc bag. <laughs> and then like 
met these new group of kids and they're like, no, we, we sell it by a gram, half track, an eighth. And I was like, all right, well, let me get a half track. Just paid 25 bucks. And it was literally like three little nugs. And I'm just like, I, I pay 25 bucks all the time to get a half Ziploc bag. Like, fuck right. this. <laughs> but fine, I smoked it. And I'm just like, this is yeah. way better. I don't like, no headache. Like, I don't have to pick out a single seed. Yeah, I love the description. Uh, it's going to have that pain. It's going to give you a headache right between the eyes. That's what this flower was. And I heard that maybe just like, well, as recent as two months ago, but it's always been a common thought on how good Bud is or what you were living with, the headaches. Yeah, dealing with the shit stuff. Why would you? Yeah, so it was this You got to upgrade. You got to upgrade. It was called, and you uh, did from that point forward? Bob Shugs. It was the, the shit. It was... um. TK crossed with um, the white. Yeah. So it was like Ooh. my favorite flower. TK, like all those are from Florida. Like a lot of the Kushes are, the OGs. Oh, no way. Yeah. I didn't huge, know that. I I'm wasn't a huge fan of, of the white. Like, yeah, that's, that's Florida. That's what makes Wi-Fi fire is, yeah. is that, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> so I started smoking mad weed in ninth grade. And like, it was like one of those kids who was like, fuck school, fuck school, fuck school. So I was always and what year was this, if you don't mind me asking? Ninth grade, this was... I can't even fucking tell you that. No, well, no, old, no way, man. How, how old are you talking about? Was it your 90s? Were you 90s kids? Like, was, was, I was born in 88. 88, so it was what, early yeah. 2000s? So, early to mid yeah, 2000s. Yeah, right. 2001. And so it was like, did school smoke weed, skateboard, every single day, play music, play music. Um, it was about, yeah, it was like middle of ninth grade. We like finally started like a band that was like playing shows. Mm-hmm. What kind of music were you into? Pop punk. Pop like, punk? Like Blink-182, like yep. old Blink-182 type stuff. Um, they're, they're who got you into music. In what's my way, name like, again? Do I hear that? No, that, like older than that. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but we kept, we kept getting the uh, cops called on us for... Noise. Yeah, the noise. <laughs> Which led to them finding the drugs? Well, no, 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 no. no. Uh, so, like, the cops, like, would come every single day, and they were, like, pretty much, your neighbors don't want to hear this garbage. Like, you guys are just making a bunch of noise. Um, so we didn't know what to do at that point. Then our fucking like guitar player's uncle moved from the UK into like a really nice part of Florida. And he had like a full on recording studio practice space that we could go and play at. So we would go there and he would have all these like real old school amps around. And, uh, one day I looked behind the amp and I just found this big black brick. And like, we thought maybe it was hair. We like, we didn't know what it was. Like, we, we were like pretty young. Like, what the hell is this? So like, there was a little razor blade next to it. So we sat there and we broke it off and we smoked it and like got really high. And um, he comes back into this practice space and he's like, "What is you got? You guys found it?" And we're like, "Found what?" And he's like, "The Moroccan." And we were like, "Yeah, this shit's amazing." So that guy, like, every time we would practice there, he would start just breaking off chunks of like Mor like old Moroccan hash and like giving it to us. And that's like how I found like out what hash was. And this was like before dabbing. Like yeah. nobody right. was dabbing that shit. You were smoking this like straight out of a pipe at that point. Yeah, it had this sick little gold like Afghan hash pipe. It was like made out of gold. It was super sick. What differentiates like a regular pipe from a hash pipe? Is there any differentiate or does it normally look just like There's a like no gold? carb on it. Uh, a lot more air gets into it. Mm -hmm. You sit there and you blast it with the torch before. It get it burning essentially. Yeah, you get, get it, it like oil. to spark up. 
Similar to a hash room, except yeah, uh, yeah. more condensed. Uh, and when, it, when it gets there, you put room. your hand over the little bowl piece as like a little carb cap. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's pretty tight. How's it um, when you're, how do you know when you've uh, heated it enough? Like, how's that differential it, the, based the, off the, of? The, the ember. Like, yeah. The, it, yeah, the, like just when you spark it. up a bowl and it's like cool. you can just hash. pass it around and so the hash reacts the same way. It, that, it catches. Way. So correct me if I'm wrong, but you you light the hash and it'll catch on fire. Kind of you blow it out and you do that a couple times and eventually the yeah. hash will almost be then lit though, like a coal. Like, a lot of the hash that I was at least smoking, it didn't really bubble much. It just like sparked up and turned into an ash. Almost. Well, because it was it was a pretty rough. I mean, if you were to probably take the THC content of that, it's way below what you're achieving okay. now. Oh, because yeah. it was, but it's still it served its purpose and it's rather cool if you look at the styles. They used to. I mean, the Moroccan hash was beaten, right? With like yeah, drums dude. and and tarps, I believe. Is that, 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 that legend or is that YouTube true? And the, search Afghanistan hash labs. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. It's the most fucked up thing ever. Yeah. They beat it like dude, with they big whip, trays. They and, whip kids. Oh, like <laughs> is that part of the process? Yes. <laughs> they, oh wow. Like, with plants. <laughs> Uh, they, it's like optional. This. this is how we're making the so hash. They, like, we're just t- hitting talk small to you about children. it. Their, their weed is too shitty to smoke. It's so bad to smoke. So that's why they make hash out of it. And they have to use a lot of fuck. Like you see, like mountains of flat, like shitty weed everywhere. But they do like some boil tech where they boil it and don't use ice water, and then they smash it with their toes. And they have like six kids around. The, just. YouTube it. <laughs> you have to be 18 or older. You have to have a YouTube account to improve your age. But so this was your first experience with, with hash. hash. When did you develop a sense of like greater knowledge in the whole hash world? Like when did you really so, start to go from like that would have been Colorado, right? No. So no. ninth grade, went home one day, told my dad, I don't like school. I, I can't do this. Like it's a good start to things. <laughs> pretty much. I was like, I was one of those kids who was like, my band's going to make it. Mm-hmm. But really, I was in some shitty high school band that was playing bat, like Battle of the Bands. Yeah, probably um, loving it. Dude, it was, were there a lot of other bands like, too, or was it your placement. group? Were you starting to find other bands? No, the, the, like at that time, we were playing shows like at bars and stuff like that. Oh, no but shit. like, we had to have a parent with us because we weren't old enough to get into the bars. Which I'm sure as a high school kid is really like giving you the feeling that you're like, yeah, I am going to make oh, this. this. Yeah, dude, this in this high happening. school, you're like, dude, I'm getting, I'm getting all the pussy. I'm fucking <laughs> <laughs> going to kill it. But nah. And meanwhile, you're you were that close. Are, yeah. You were that close. So, like, my dad. Super strict guys. No, no, no. I was like, oh, no, I'm just not gonna go. So I just stopped going to school. And then um, another day we had a talk, and he's like, "You get your GED. I'll get you emancipated, and you'll be good." So I did it all. Moved in with my buddy. And first things like we moved in, like, what are we gonna do together? Like, are we gonna like make music? And it's like, no. Let's set up a grow tent. <laughs> so we had like three rooms throughout his house that we set up like different grow tents and all the weed was horrible that we grew it was terrible like we bought seed packs through some fucking international website mm-hmm. and uh it was just so bad so like we we're like what do we do what do we do and it's like youtube's around bubble man's the shit right now let's do what he does so we bought bubble bags went to the store got eyes had wooden paddles and we're sitting there mixing 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 pull the bags and we have like this really dark green hash and at that time we were like dude this is not black it's way better not knowing <laughs> that it's full of chlorophyll yeah like right that. so we smoked it all tried to grow it again and when we grew it again it actually came out really fucking good um didn't know about fresh frozen or so we just cut down the weed and washed it right away 
Mm-hmm. It came out with a really nice color, but just not as much. Didn't of it. taste really good. Right. Not as much. And um, you needed that that twenty four hour at least period in the freezer for it to freeze up and for things to happen. Like yeah, that. you were just missing elements going yeah, directly just, from the plant. Because I mean, like. If you watch all the Bubble Man videos growing up, like, he doesn't really tell you, like, how to prepare the weed. He only... Sh- it doesn't really show you what you do to wash because he just puts it in a, in a fucking washing machine. hmm <laughs> And so... <laughs> if you didn't have the washing machine, then you were... I'll say it right now. There's no art if you're using a washing machine. No. There's no art. I mean, I mean you're turning you've, something you've, on. You've had this standpoint for a while, but this is something true that shouldn't be said. That it's not yeah, like he sure. came on yeah. here and all of a sudden just yeah. started lose, preaching it. You lose I remember the craft reading comments. Side. You do. 100%. As you praise Bubble Man, I remember reading comments about how you also even came at him when he came out with his machine and said, yeah, "Don't and you he think came this at takes me hard?" You said, "Don't you think this takes out the artwork?" He did come at you hard, dude. He's like, <laughs> "You're not out here fulfilling millions of people's needs and blah." blah. I'm like, "Bro, I don't care. Get 20 trash cans in there and hand mix that shit. Like, it, it's way better." It's way better when you hand But that's, I just wanted to put it to that point, too, that that is an argument that you've been standing behind for quite some time, at least, yeah. you know, from ever I started following you. So you're probably not, true. you're obviously not alone in that viewpoint, though. No, but I mean, like, it really does come to the quality of the weed. Like, it, like you have to have really good weed to make really good hash. It all starts there. Yeah. It has to start there. You're not going to go with anything inferior. You can't. And then, like, a lot of times, it's, like, it's tough to... There's a lot of people, like, they, they do get some hash out of their products, but it's not what they wanted. They're like, well, I should have hit this much, and I should have hit this much. And it's just, like, it's hard to tell a person, like, that pheno didn't do well. Because they honestly think they grew that pheno the best. They may have, too. It's just yeah. not going to wash. There's it's just some strains that at, like, banana... If you ever wash a banana hammock, you're going to be crazy disappointed. I don't know if anyone else knows this. That's listening. A lot of people actually know it. But for anyone that doesn't know, you're also Canamelts. Yes. You're a big person in Canamelts. You are the driving force behind the hand-washing movement that we see. The walk-in freezes, it looks like, with people just, you know, washing away. Um, do you, can you give us a little bit of, like, insight? Like, what made you want to transition into this Canamelts type of figure? And where do you see yourself and that going, you know, in, in the future and things like that? I mean... I had to make a brand to fight myself, you know? I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that's a fat and sweaty Yeti. That's, right? that, that's fat and sweaty Yeti. But um, I don't know. I thought it was just something new. The hot and heady melts thing was like, you know, Colorado. So I switched over to Canna Melts. Kind of the name came from the town that I'm washing in. Mm-hmm. So because it's, it's like Bunk, Canna mm-hmm. Melts. Anyone from out there in your experiences that are still doing what they're doing to this day that you like look to and that are doing some really good things that are putting out some good products and are on like the cutting edge, like who do you really look at when it comes to like rosin from Colorado? I know you mentioned some other people. Definitely but... Sam Wise. Okay, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. He used to work for Essential Extracts with uh, Nicotee. Mm-hmm. Um, who else? 
There's Squish of Tea, mm-hmm. Sylventi, but they don't really wash too much. They just press a bunch of grape guy. Yeah, okay. That's but, a... like, they do it really well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Do you think. think there's an art form to pressing also? Definitely. Definitely. Time, temperature, what you're trying to achieve, mm-hmm. like, what your end game is. I feel like everybody kind of has their own preferences, too. If you're somebody pressing. who wants really light stuff, you're going to press really, really low temp, lose out on a lot of yield. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all about what you're going for. And so, I, but there's a lot of people, too, that... Right now, especially in Maine, there's this huge variety of consistencies. And how do people, what do you drift towards when it comes to consistencies? And how is those, what are those achieved? Like what methods go into it to achieve? You don't have to get too specific. We don't want you to give any way proprietary. Really, it's just, I think it's terpenes. It's the, how much you're burning or how much you're saving and whatnot. Like I was telling him at the end of the day, I I like smoking jams. Mm -hmm. I like I don't like chalk dry raw. I don't like anything being dry. I don't like being able to go into a jar and I can't even get a dab off. Like you have to use your fingers or yeah. I don't, I don't like to work like it that. a lot more. I, I like yeah. wet stuff where I put my dabber in and I got a dab right away. Mm-hmm. I think some of the best stuff, uh, one of the best strains I should smoke because I've, I'll say this quite a bit, but one thing that I remember from you, I should say, is my favorite one. It was either an ECSD or an I-95, and it was like a jam. The East that was, Coast Sour Diesel. That was like, it had diamonds in it. It crashed out. That was and East Coast. That shit got me so high. It was not even that funny. That I mean, so, it just yields so bad. It, oh, it does, it? oh, really? Oh, it yields so, we still wash it all the time because people want it all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That stuff to me is like my morning. I smoke that every morning. I still have some. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, I, that's I awesome. I love that stuff. Like, it just... It's one of those fucking two percenters, like. On the wet. Yeah. Yeah. So what is that? What do you? And that's oh, another uh, thing. What do we convert? What are your I, conversion I, rates? So I convert by five. Mm-hmm. That's what like metric used to use. I don't. Like, uh, Maine still hasn't came with a uh, ratio yeah, of working what they're going to use yet. Yeah. So right. Some places use four. Some use five. And pretty much, I think how it works is like a bunch of people just weighed their wet weed, and then. They waited after, and the metric came up with the numbers of the average of what it would be. So, like, technically, five wet pounds would be considered one dry pound. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've been hearing that fairly constant as a constant through. I didn't know if, how it was measured or how it would play out. Yeah, right. Yeah, the state said uh, the state told a couple of buddies of mine that they were looking between seventy and eighty percent, and they were getting they were still getting data back from from whoever they were. They I think were we moved to. back to metric. It's going to happen. I think they let go of BioTrack. Yeah, they did. Yeah, they have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I took the BioTrack class. <laughs> Shit show. Was it? Shit show. <laughs> 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 they did, they, I asked two questions. They couldn't answer it. I stood up and left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I saw so it was a short shit show. <laughs> so that, I mean, that, that goes into like with the, some of the pros and cons of the new compliance that's rolling in. And you clearly experienced a big calm was that the level of knowledge is not deep enough for them to be able to even enforce it or to be able to ask questions. And this has been an ongoing thing. And I mean, honestly, and it's, it's not if, them to blame. There's, it's changing so fast and so much that I feel like no one can get a good if hand Maine on it. If Maine wants to change, if Maine wants to go full compliancy, they just need to go to another state. <laughs> and, and hang wow. out there for a month. Mm-hmm. See how like Colorado does it or don't see how Oregon does it. But do you think it, they're stalling like, for don't, that? <laughs> don't see how Oregon does it. Yeah. I don't think they're stalling for that purpose, though. I think they're fine with it. Well, the way, uh, like, for the sake of med card changes, 
where you don't need a doctor, yeah. you don't need a purpose but like the, that. It's like a soft opening of rec. Anybody could do it right now if they wanted to be a pa- if they want to be a patient. It's just paying. You can accept it. any state's fucking med card. Like we are set up though. We're we're the, the vacation. Yeah, right. State. You know, Very we have a great craft yeah. brewing industry. I think we're on the brink of becoming the tourist destination in the whole New England area for like weed until like I I mean maybe you could say when a New York City market opens or yeah. Boston but we've seen how Massachusetts Rex roll now horrible. and it's horrible and it's Terrible. not being accepted when you have it every some people complain about it being on every street corner or whatever but the fact is we're Massachusetts we're Massachusetts that that's we're Massachusetts you can stop anywhere and you can spend all day but to yeah. my point I mean, where Massachusetts what... it's so few and far between that it's still so <laughs> taboo where it becomes a little bit more normalized here that there's a little bit more like a marijuana culture in the state of Maine because of how many, do I think it's going to drop? Yes. But I think there's, that culture has been developed where in Massachusetts, there's what, how many stores scattered amongst a big state and they're all charging so high. It really crushes that culture of connoisseur, you know, I think cannabis. it would be awesome if Maine could just stay the way it is. Everybody just pay their taxes to them. And they don't say shit. If it could stay like that, that would be a nice dream. A perfect world. That would be, yeah. yeah. It seems like sometimes it, yeah, in the face of o- o- regulation, you can easily overregulate and make things more complicated and unpleasant for a lot of people. I feel like it's more realistic here than anywhere else, though, just because it's such a different climate in this state. Oh, was it like, Oklahoma? Didn't we talk about this? Oklahoma's early? fucking yeah. over fucking flooded. Yeah, yeah, but that's but that's because they didn't regulate enough. You know, yeah. that's under regulation, they allowed too much licensing. More, there was too much like laser fair free market capital dispensaries. In Oklahoma than California. Isn't it like 200,000 like <laughs> licensed growers or something? I did not know that. Yeah, no, we talked about this last time. There's like some like one of the licensed brackets have like 200,000 licenses. Yeah. Like, like, what? You know, and that state can't support that much. So it's, it's obviously like, that's A lot of people it, are scared of the wreck thing. Some people, I've heard some people it's say the, it's, a, it's the wreck thing. But I mean, like, look at other like places like California and. Colorado, they have a lot of recreational and medical, and like the medical places there are striving. Like they're doing amazing because, like, you get a lot better shit from a medical store than you do a recreational I'm store. Hoping, I'm hoping that is what ends up prevailing as, as what a common theme for people, for, for a consumer, from a consumer. And well, they, they discover, I hope we're able to represent ourselves to that point. Like, have you where been it's to, going to be have you very been to different. A, a recreational shop in Mass? No, I haven't. So <clears throat> you can buy one pre roll or like two gra- or one gram of concentrate or seven grams of flour. Like, that, that's, that's all it. you can buy. Mm hmm. I was like, let me just get two pre-rolls. And they're like, nah, can't do that. Really? And I'm like, all right, I don't want to smoke your weed anyway. <laughs> but it's just like, at the end of the day, if the medical scene can keep going, that's where the better stuff's going to be. But wouldn't it also be nice to see, and this is just providing a little bit of the opposite opinion, would it also be nice to see recreational stores in Maine setting the standard for having good quality and good prices? That was the 808 right there. That was... <laughs> Yeah, that was but to that sick. point, but don't you think that that okay, would be? We, I think we touched on this well in a different conversation. Uh, a lot of storefronts that opened up in Lewiston were directly, "Hey, I've got to grow, and uh, I'm willing to take the chance and set up a storefront." The pr- practice wasn't going to be to put other people's product to make it the finest. It worked for them before they were a storefront. Why can't it work this way? So they had that. 
at least they were um, ambitious enough about wanting to try it. It doesn't mean they should still exist that way. Right. Like they only sell their stuff. Right. I, so I, like it, that's that's like not a good strategy because oh, I don't think you want people coming into your store. Like the only people if you're doing that are going to come into your store are the people who've been buying your stuff. Right. Which is going to be the same however many people you're selling to. Mm-hmm. Have a variety. Have, like you're going to have different people coming in because they're like, oh, I can get this Paul's or I can get this Calcory or I can get this Mega mm-hmm. Raw. Like. But I feel like some people aren't able. But I'm not going to go that. here because they only they don't they, they won't don't carry it. It's impossible though. I feel like it to, to Carrie's point to just a, a more in depth is that some of these people got into it because they were it was there. They saw the opportunity. They seized it to sell their own flower. Yeah, but do they have the ability go. to still create a business that is beyond their own? I like feel that's like, a very simple. At that point, we're just talking vertical integration. We're not talking a massive web of business connections mm-hmm. where we're talking biz, accounts that need to be paid. You know, constant ordering that it takes a whole nother level of infrastructure that I. Feel like some and this is I'm not talking about anyone in particular this is just broad that some places aren't going to be able to handle well you have to figure these we're talking about growers that aren't good enough to sustain a high enough profit to be able to afford to buy other people's well that's no, really what well, it, that's, it that, could be that, that could be it one could or it could be the lack it's of organization necessarily they don't want to deal with overhead it, right. it, yeah that could be the Which other thing it. too if it could be a multitude of things but that's my point is that I think there's some that might stay medical or actually shrink down to non-existence because of that choke that's going to be you either can metamorphosize into carrying a bunch of people's products and being able to run books and the whole nine yards or you're going to kind of be I feel like squashed out because that is the new face like we talked about people it, you don't go into CVS and they just sell the great value yeah. they sell everyone's brand there from Johnson and Johnson to everyone in between you know so you're going to get everything we've played uh, in a couple different storefronts all, all of us uh, we've had that opportunity to and I think one of the things that we engage in when we're talking with patients I, whenever we're selling a concentrate, an extract, or flour, mentioning the farm name or mentioning who it comes from has to be, especially since we're at this point where it's all Maine, where these are Maine products, these are some of Maine's finest you stuff. You absolutely have to. Have so to you have to a lot define of it and separate it enough so they know whether they like that or not. And yeah, I mean, a lot of stuff's new way. to a lot of these pe- it like is. people here. Like, I noticed that in Maine, when I first moved here, is like they were kind of behind on like, Concentrate very much so. Oh yeah, but we I, have taken leaps and bounds yes, in yes. very short period. You're 100 percent right. Very quick. Very because fucking quick. So last quick. year it was because I mean Jesus, yeah. Three years ago we were probably still smoking bunk shatter from you know guys out in Sabatis. <laughs> and now it's like it's totally like when I first moved here, a lot of people's stuff all had the same exact taste. Oh, didn't it? Yeah. Just all the same exact taste. A and wonderful terps of basement. That's <laughs> that, I didn't know how to explain it. I've heard it, it described as ham as well. Ham. ham. To me, it's trim. Delicious. Like a, a oh, trim yeah. taste. Like no terpenes, just taste. And like you trim. can taste trim in rosin too, though. Oh, hundred yes, percent. And there's a lot of people that absolutely. have been bragging about. Oh, you, I've watched someone. It was a, it was a student of Frenchie Cannoli, and we're not going to get into all of that. But there was it was it was just going onto her blog, and she was saying the best hash comes from the sugar leaves. Huh? Yeah, I don't. Yeah, what do we want to do? Does the mic that? work? <laughs> <laughs> I decline to answer that. Yeah. I, so I guess that I was just my I, like. I don't. I didn't believe that point. But what's I wanted to your bring that take out. on trim? <laughs> when did you stop using trim inside the the hash? I suppose. I mean, really. I mean. I think it's something you learn pretty early that you don't really include the, it, don't you? The the day I moved to Maine, I got a job from somebody, and it was like eighty five pounds of trim. 
and it was my first time ever washing trim. And uh, after that, I'll never do it again. Shit. <laughs> I'll never do it again. <laughs> oh, no. I'll never do it Why again. Why would you ever? No, no, but I guess you got to try it. I guess you got to yeah. do it to Man, fulfill dude, whatever. Try everything. Don't knock it until you try it. Yeah. You know? Might be the best experience of your life. But that one didn't pan out. That nah, wasn't one like, of those. After, after that, like, dude's a great fucking grower. Don't get me wrong. Like, I but just will never wash trim. Trim again. can only be so good. You it washed 85 its... pounds of it. How long did that take you? Two weeks. And then about three weeks to press it all. Nice. How much, did, how much in total did you get? All that. <laughs> to the exact gram. How to the exact gram. <laughs> how did it yield? <laughs> it actually yielded very well. You're the, you're the poor man's Barry White. So I'd like to, <laughs> I'd like oh, to jump in with very some, I'd like to jump in with some tech talk if we could. If we could, just, yeah. That, are you cool with that? Yeah. Just talking like some of the things that you go through, like we're, you know, I guess we could just Hold jump up. right in. Just let me get my, just let me get my phone out. I'm gonna need to just, I'm gonna. I mean, I'll tell you. Is that right recording? Now. Are you recording? <laughs> Start to finish. No, no, not really start no. to finish. Just like certain things, just more so like, you, what do you prefer, fresh frozen versus dry? And like, what fresh do you frozen look, all day. And like, what do you look for? Like, you know, more so like, what do you look for in the trichomes and things like that? In different mic on, I mean, everybody's going to be different. Full melt? But I look for clear heads. Like mm -hmm. when you look in the microscope, um, chop down like a. You're five, talking six about, days you're early. looking for the clear heads for, for a moment of uh, harvest time? Like, yeah, I for just that feel moment. like. The taste is a lot better. Yeah. Um, that's how you're going to get your fucking white color, too, with your hash and stuff. But um, you are reducing yields, too, though, at the same time. Yes. Yep. Yes. So I, I just dry weed. I just do not like it. Like, I don't like the end result with it ever. Like, what do you say to the argument that the curing process actually cures the resin to the point it needs to be at to be you know, to be developed, to the, the whole palate to be developed and the flavor, the terpene profile. Like that's I, I, I think all, so like people want their rosin right away. Like there's a lot of people who are like, I just want it straight off the press, blah, blah, blah. Rosin's own, I don't know if like how long you've held onto a jar of rosin before, but it's almost like wine. Like it gets better, better over gets time better. when you keep that lid shut and you just let it chill. Like I always think that rosin gets, tastes way better when you like let it sit. Um, how long? It doesn't matter how long. No. No. I mean, like, let it sit for like three months. What's the longest you've, uh, like, you've let something sit that's like we had a project? Like you said, I'm gonna track this. I have, and I have a jar that I've had sitting in my cupboard for six months. So you have some, Wait, some six, serious patience. Six, it six months? In like in your cupboard, so like a room temp. Yeah, and have what is like? Can you explain some of the changes so you've noticed like, happen? It's he changed first the bathroom it's like a wax. curtain. It was like a wax. Yeah. Then it turned into like a dry butter. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's like a dry butter on the bottom, but like just a huge turp layer on top. Does it move when you move it? now? Yes. And then whenever I feel like I want to smoke, I'm just gonna mix it in. <laughs> Are you going to be alone when that happens? 
I'll, I'll be with my dogs. Oh, your dogs will be there. I love those people. <laughs> you didn't ask uh, what strain, what flavor. It's Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue. Gorilla Glue number four? That, yeah. Are you going to make it available? No. 